it has allowed me to gain confidence because I know that when I show up, it doesn't matter what emotion I'm feeling. I can show up in a way that I want to. And I'm confident in that because I understand emotions. Hello, my gorgeous, confident queens, kings, and monarchs out there. This is your confident mama out here ready for season two of getting to share some incredible interviews to help us all live our best, most confident lives as parents, partners, and business owners. Let's get going. Good morning, Dakota. Good morning. How are you? I'm so good. I am so excited to have you on. I had you for my video series before I even had the podcast. So it's kind of cool to like come back and see like how different it is (laughs) for both of us. Right. So I'm excited to have you on. For those who didn't get to watch your video interview that you did with me a while ago, do you want to just introduce yourself? Yeah. So I am Dakota Hunt and I am your go-to life coach. So I was a brand strategy coach and I love working with women entrepreneurs. And I used to work in the capacity of helping people build up their brand strategy foundation. But as I worked with women entrepreneurs, I realized that my calling and I could be of so much more help in the realm of life in general, because as I was digging into these women's businesses, I realized that what they really needed was support in their life. It was support outside their businesses. They were really honestly awesome and confident in their business. They had the skills, they had the education, they had the, you know, the work ethic, but it was the whole picture. You know, there was, there were things missing in the whole picture of life, business included, that I really wanted to speak to. And I really wanted to help these women get a hold of so that we could then build up a more beautiful business on a more solid foundation. And so I made the transition to life coaching and I help people now I help people accomplish goals and specifically women entrepreneurs whose goals are aligned with building businesses. That's where, that's where I really excel. And so that's what I do is I have a group coaching program and an elite coaching program one-on-one where I help people accomplish any goal they have. Which is so cool. And I think it's um, super interesting and like applicable to what we talk about on the podcast because we're like obviously the confident entrepreneur podcast, which includes everything business, family, like life, because it all flows into each other like so much, especially as a woman, you know, who has a business, who has a family, who has all those things. Men typically like to put things in little boxes, like their their work is very separate from their home life, very separate from their social life, whatever. But for us, that completely runs over into each other all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think we, women are incapable of separating everything neatly into, you know, packages wrapped with the pretty bow on top. Like we do not, I don't think that we have that capacity. Maybe we do, but I don't think we want to live that way. I really don't think we want to. I think we like having our hands in a lot of things and we like to, you know, our minds are constantly working on everything all the time. And it's so fun and it's awesome. And rather than seeing that as a hindrance, I think there's so many ways that we can gain confidence in being able to manage our minds in, in any way that we want to, right? We don't have to put everything into boxes. We can do it all. We totally can. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, and like, especially with your transition into um, more of the life coaching side of things, like um, I was one of her clients actually as a brand uh, client. And I mean, she was incredible, but I feel like um, you've always had like more things outside of that brand coaching that you've like taught, that you've talked about, whatever. Um, Especially, I love your stuff about journaling and like emotion management which I think it's super applicable to what we just talked about, how we can't like necessarily place everything in those neat little boxes. So do you want to talk to us a little bit about like how we can better like manage our emotions when we're trying to do everything? (laughs) Yes, this is such a good question. And, you know, I think there's this whole world, this whole realm, I'll call it of emotions that we are so unfamiliar with. Um, not just as women, but as a world, as a society, as a culture, there's been a big disconnect between emotions. We don't talk about them. Um, We're often told in our childhood, you know, don't show emotion, that you need to just get over it. You need to stop crying. You need to, you know, the emotions were bad. We were taught that emotions are bad often, you know? And so I see a lot of people, myself including, just suppressing our emotions, holding our emotions inside, right? And this is so damaging. And the more research I've done on emotions and as I have delved into this world, the emotional realm, I have learned that we have baggage, literal emotional baggage. You know, we talk about emotional baggage and I think we say it kind of on the wind, but no, it is actually inside of our physical selves. This emotional baggage. We are carrying around years And I'll even add in generations of emotional baggage, we are actually carrying a physical weight of this on our shoulders, in our stomachs. Um, A lot of physical pains are actually really closely linked to emotional damage that has been done. And so I love this world of emotions because as I have realized that and I have learned tools to release emotions, um, you've possibly heard of emotional release techniques before. That's something that's kind of been thrown out there I'll see Pinterest posts about emotional releasing. I'll see people on Instagram talking about these emotional release techniques. But, you know, I wasn't really sure what that was until recently. It wasn't until I learned like that we are actually carrying very intense emotions inside of our physical bodies that are holding us back from our potential, right? And this is what I was seeing as I was helping people with their brand strategies and building up their businesses is that they had things inside of them that are holding them back from their potential from their potential in business and their potential in life. And a lot of that is emotions, right? It is, you know, it's, it's what we're holding onto. It's what we're suppressing, what we're shutting down. And so, you know, I talked about earlier and honestly, I've kind of lost track of what your question was. I'm going on a tangent here, but (laughs) with our emotional self, you know, emotions are not bad. Emotions are totally okay, but it's what we do. It's our actions that we take often because of the emotions that we are feeling, you know, that impact how we move forward. So it's super important that we learn how, one, that we learn what emotions are and that we learn how emotions are affecting our day-to-day and what emotions we are feeling so that we can take appropriate action. You know, I like to say that this is the definition of being adult. An adult, it is learning how to recognize and regulate our emotions. Because if you can learn emotional regulation, you can show up in life any way that you desire to show up. And, you know, it comes back. I'll go a little bit farther. We 
feel emotions based on what we are thinking. And that's what's so fun is it always comes back to our thoughts. We can take charge of our life. We can take charge of our emotions and we can become the person we desire to become. We can accomplish any goal because of our thoughts. But we have to, you know, there, there's so many layers there. Um, just, you know, learning how to manage our minds and learning how to manage our emotions will then allow us to take action in every area of our life in a way that is aligned with who we desire to become and the goals that we desire to accomplish. So I don't know if that answered your question, but hopefully. It yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think it's so interesting that you talk about like, you know, the emotional baggage that we've been holding on since we were kids that can now like impact us today. And I like was thinking through like some of my own, you know, emotional baggage that I have. I'm like, wow, I can see how like some of the things in the way that I was raised and, you know, like not having like my emotional needs met as a child now feeds into, oh, I have severe perfectionism, which then, you know, prevents me from moving forward with things until I think they're absolutely perfect and like hinders me in my businesses and life today. And I'm like, whoa, like, it's crazy to see how that connection goes back so far just to the emotions that I felt as a child. Like, that's so crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. It's absolutely insane. And, and that's the, you know, that's the personal work that I've been doing um, really heavy in 2021. And I'm continuing the work in 2022 is, you know, it is to go back and to notice where, where was I caught up in emotions? Where did, where was some damage done? And not often intentionally, right? Like we aren't often intentionally emotionally damaged, but we've had generations that were taught to suppress our emotions, right? So this is a very, very common thing. And, and like I said, you know, no fault of our parents, no fault of our grandparents. They were most likely most of the time doing the best that they could, but there, there were a lot of damaging beliefs that were put onto us. And I see it too, you know, like you were talking about, I see it in my own life and in the past, you know, I think that we all kind of have a slight awareness of this, but because we don't have language around it, because we don't understand what it is, it kind of just scares us. And so we just continue to suppress, we continue to push it off, you know? And so I've learned as I found language around this, as I've realized that I'm carrying emotional baggage and I'm, you know, memories come to mind and ideas come to mind. It has empowered me to figure out what I can do about it. Like, right? Like, how can I release these emotions? How can I move past this pain and this hurt that really sucks and it's heavy and it's gross and it's yucky, right? Like, how can I move past that? And then I asked that question and then I took action on what I learned. And I have to say, hands down, what has moved me forward the fastest in life and the fastest in my business is learning how to release emotions how to clear up emotions from the past and how to take care and regulate the emotions that are currently happening, you know, because this is, this is life, right? Like it's a never ending process. Emotions are big. Emotions are heavy. Hands down, learning about emotions has moved me forward in life. And, you know, you're the confident mompreneur. It has allowed me to gain confidence because I know that when I show up, it doesn't matter what emotion I'm feeling. I can show up in a way that I want to, and I'm confident in that because I understand emotions. It's really powerful. It's really cool. It is really cool. 
and you do such a good job of just like showing up in your emotions as they are and like in the realness of them like even on social media which you know sometimes can be like super fake super perfect you're really great about showing up like in your emotions to be like man I'm frustrated today my kids did not let me do an ounce of work whatever and I think it's so great um we need more of that to be honest um what are some of the specific actions or tools that you've been using to like actually help you like process and move past like some of those really heavy emotions? Yeah, this is a great question. So, you know, there's a lot of different things and there's a lot that I don't know. I have to throw it out there. I'm still learning so much. I'm still on this process. I'm in this journey with you, but I'm going to go back to, you know, you brought this up earlier and this is one of my specialties. I'm going to go back to journaling. I actually counted the other day and I have 34 completely filled journals from the age of six, five or six till now. Like this has been a huge part of my life, which is really fascinating looking back because I had, I didn't know, like as a teenager, I wasn't like, oh, you know, someday I'm going to be this expert on journaling. And so I need to journal now. Like, no, it's just been, it's been a part of my life, a part of my process. But looking back, I realized that, you know, because of these uh, false beliefs that generations have held on to about emotions, my safe space was my journal. That was where I could go to, to ponder what was going on, to let myself be seen. You know, not very many people in my life, I, you know, even like really close family, I didn't open up to a lot of people. My journal is where I opened up. And so that continues, the journal continues to be the most powerful tool that I use and I help my clients use effectively in order to start to gain awareness of our emotions. And I will always, you know, with everything in life, that is always the first step is awareness. We need to just become aware of what's going on because you can't fix problems if you don't know what they are. And I will say it is a problem. You know, people, people avoid that word. I think people like to think that there's not problems in life, but there's problems in life, right? That's just life. Life is about coming up against obstacles, coming to problems, and then solving them. That's what helps you grow. That's what makes you a better person, a stronger person. You know, the people that I work with, they want to accomplish goals. In order to accomplish goals, you've got to face the fact that there are problems and then overcome them. And so journaling is a tool that allows you to gain awareness first off of what's going on. So, you know, try to give a specific example, like on a day to day, it can be really beneficial to simply at first, just sit down and free write. So what that means, it's just putting pen to paper. You don't have to get fancy. It can be copy paper. You know, for a while, I just committed myself to writing three pages a day. Now, what this is going to do is it for some people, some people are going to get stuck. Some people are going to have a really hard time, like just getting the pen going. You just got to shove past that. There's got to be a little bit of grit in that first moment of just shoving past that. And I love to use journaling. You know, you, you free write for three pages. You literally just allow anything that's on your mind to get down on paper. And the reason you do it for, you know, even if you just say, I'm going to do one page or two pages or three pages, the reason you give yourself that page limit is because it allows you to dig deeper into what's going on in your mind. And this is the power of journaling is if we are not getting our thoughts outside of our head, they get stuck inside of our head and we only see the surface level what's going on. 
but there's so much going on deep inside of our subconscious, deep inside of our mind that we're not aware of. So as you journal for three pages, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be challenging for a minute, but you'll start to tap into these different layers and you'll start to uncover thoughts and emotions that you weren't even aware, aware existed. Right. And this is, you know, I'm talking to like that very first step of awareness is coming to realize I do feel emotions. Um, this is not, I have to say it, this is not everyone's experience. Not everyone shoved emotions down, right? I'm speaking to my experience and what I have seen in a lot of clients I've worked with is this avoidance of emotions, shoving emotions down and just not even realizing what emotions are. And so I use journaling, you know, for a season in that way of giving myself, you know, I'm going to write three pages every day just to form awareness of what the emotions are. Noticing that I am feeling emotions. You know, I, um, one of my challenges, I'll say, I definitely have a tendency toward depression. This is a genetic thing. This is something that exists in my family on many levels. And, you know, for a long time, I just decided, like, I just was like, I wasn't going to be depressed. You know, I just told myself, I'm not going to be that way. I'm not going to be depressed. That's not who I am. I'm going to be different, right? I didn't want that to be part of my story. Well, it was through this process of journaling that I finally came to terms that I was depressed for the season of life that I was in. And I, as soon as I was able to actually give that emotion language and pinpoint that there was something going, along, going on that I was avoiding, that I was pushing down, right, that I was keeping locked up inside, it allowed me to then open up to help, to open up to possibilities, simply being able to Google what to do when I'm depressed, you know, before then not having this awareness, not having the language around the fact that I was depressed. I just kept going. I kept shoving it down. And when you shove emotions down, they don't go away. They never go away. You have to feel your emotion. You have to acknowledge your emotion in order for it to, um, to, to, to move through it, right? You have to acknowledge it. If you just keep suppressing it, it's going to stay down there. You might be able to shove through for a season, but it's going to be there. And so by journaling and raising your awareness around that, it gives you power to take action and move forward. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. And for those who don't know, Dakota and I are actually cousins. So we grew up together and we have very similar family dynamics yep. and very <laughs> similar personalities. So um, I remember like waking up at her house sometimes during the summer when I would go, you know, help her at the family farm for like a week and she would be journaling like on her bed <laughs> when we would wake up. So I totally remember it. And it's funny because you and I like do have such similar experiences and I'm definitely one who like, you know, push those emotions down forever. And then, yep, came to realize depression and anxiety are a huge part of my life and like you know, I've got the ebbs and flows that come with it that impact, you know, not just my life, but like my family, my business, all of those things and recognizing that and being able to at least somewhat regulate it or, you know, understand that that's at least what's going on and why I might be struggling in that moment has been super helpful. Um, but for me personally, I know I'm definitely one of those people that has a hard time just putting the pen to paper. I'm like, okay, I feel like 
my mind immediately goes to like business and like list of things that I need yep. to be doing rather than like all of the emotions because that's how I've always like uh distracted myself from my emotions it's just like through work and stuff so for someone like me that might just have a hard time like putting that pen to paper and not going straight into oh here's the list of all the things that I need to do today kind of thing do you have like any um I guess like prompts or anything like that that people can use to kind of at least get started in it yeah, this is a great question. And I know a lot of people have this question. So I'm excited to, to dive into this a little bit. And I have two ideas and hopefully I can keep them top of mind here as I discuss them. Um, the first thing that I was thinking as you were saying that, you know, it is natural to sit down and to get that list out of every single thing you need to do. That's actually where I would suggest starting. So when you're sitting down and you know, you're like, you got to put pen to paper and all you can think about is everything you've got to get done. That list is going through your mind. This is actually called the brain dump. You know, that's a, a word you've probably heard before. Actually just write down and brain dump every single thing that's going on through your mind. Okay. The uh, car has got to get washed. This doctor's appointment. I've got to do this podcast interview. I've got to um, post this on Instagram, you know, get those things. This goes back to as women, we don't have boxes. <laughs> we really don't get everything out and anything that's going through your mind. You'll also start to notice thoughts are going to come to mind after you get kind of the things that you need to get done. Thoughts are going to come to mind and write those down too and continue writing. So allow yourself to just start with those things. That's totally a great place to start. So it's not necessarily a prompt, um, but whatever you're thinking. So Say you're sitting down to journal and you're like, well, I just can't do this because all of these things are going through my mind and I can't get pen to paper, whether it's that to-do list or something else, start with that. Because what's happening, you think that you can't start until you get through this gunk. Wrong. That's the purpose of journaling is to get through the gunk. So get the gunk out there, right? And I say gunk, like it has its purpose. It has its place. It's good stuff, but we see it as gunk that's stopping us from journaling. And I just want you to raise that awareness that that's what's stopping you. So don't be stopped by it, by acknowledging it, by writing it down. It's so powerful. So that was the first tip is whatever it is that you think you can't, like whatever is stopping you from journaling, write that thing down. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, it's super. And then just keep writing, right? Just keep writing. And then if you get to the end of that thing and then something else stops you, hey, maybe write down on your journal, what is stopping me from journaling? And just asking that question out loud on your journal. I just did air quotes. If you're listening, <laughs> asking that question out loud on your journal by writing it down is going to open up your mind to be thinking, okay, what is stopping me from journaling? Write that down and do that until you, until you filled up a page. Even if that's all that you do to fill up that page, you are organizing your mind. That's ultimately what journaling is and getting down, you know, these thoughts and emotions, it's organizing your mind. So that's the first thought. The second thought, if you cannot get pen to paper, I understand there are some people that just journaling is like, you know, pulling your tooth with pliers. Like it's just the worst. It's like nails on a chalkboard. You just cannot get yourself to journal. There are people out there that are like that. That's totally fine. I totally get it. Very similar method that's going to have produced the same results is to go to a quiet, safe space 
Um, you can go in your car. Uh, you could even do this while you're driving. You can go out in nature. Um, I like to sit in front of a tree, like quite literally. And so if you're in your car and driving, you're just gonna turn on the voice memos on your phone. You've gotta push record though, because then it keeps your mind focused on the task at hand. If you try to just talk out loud to your steering wheel without having that record button going, you're gonna stop talking pretty quickly. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna get distracted. You're gonna be distracted from talking out loud. Obviously you're gonna be thinking about the road. You're gonna be thinking about driving, but we can all kind of like talk out loud and process things while we're driving. Get your voice memo going and then just talk. Literally, like whatever comes to mind. Same thing as like, you know, if you start to go through the list of everything you need to do today, start there. This is all that I need to do. All right, now I'm thinking about the conversation that I had with my sister, you know, like, so then I start talking about, oh, I had this conversation with sister. Oh, I was watching this video this morning. It was really interesting. And I liked his perspective on thoughts and thought work and emotions. And then I start to talk through, you know, you just, it's that same process of getting through the gunk that's going on our brain to start to raise awareness of what's going on. And, you know, then that moves us into the next steps, which are, which are powerful. So if you cannot get pen to paper, either turn the voice memos on somewhere safe and quiet, or you can just talk out loud freely. You can swear, you can cuss, you can yell, you can be mad. You don't have to be, you know, like that's that safe environment will allow you to be that way. Um, or go talk to a tree, right? Like literally like talk to the tree. That might sound really weird, but it gives you that outlet. It gives you that, that um, thing to talk to. And what's happening is you are getting the thoughts and the emotions outside of your brain because we cannot see things clearly inside our brain. That is, that is what this tool is. Journaling or talking out loud is getting clear on what's going on inside of your head. Because if you try to get clear on what's going inside, on inside of your head, inside of your head, it's gonna stay muddy. We can't clearly see everything. So we've got to get it out in front of us on paper or we've got to vocally speak. So those are my suggestions if journaling is just, just hard and I totally get it if it is. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I saw this like um, video on I think it was TikTok or something the other day that was talking about how some people have like internal monologues and some people don't. And I feel like the second tip that you shared is really good for those who don't maybe have that internal monologue and can actually like get it out and voice it out. Um, so I think that's great that you kind of like met both of those types of people. Um, well, I think, you know, personally for me, this is something I definitely need to work on. Like I've journaled on and off like <laughs> throughout the years, but this is something I definitely think will help me like process my emotions a little bit more because I do really have um, trouble with suppressing them and not really feeling comfortable or trusting enough with other people to voice them to them. So it's good for me to just be able to put it somewhere, <laughs> even if it's not to somebody else. Um, do you have any final tips, tricks, or anything like that that you use in your life coaching with clients to really help them, you know, move through emotions and, you know, go into life, business, whatever, with a confident mindset? Yeah, you know, I will just say that it is a process. 
And this is why, this is why I encourage everyone to hire a life coach or a business coach or a support system of some sort. It's really important to have somebody there because just like journaling and talking out loud gets your thoughts outside of your brain, having that other person who's trusted, who has your best interest in, in heart, who is, you know, kind of a third party, like, you know, it's because it's hard to open up to friends and family a lot of times. So having a coach and a mentor to help you work through that is so important because they can see things that you can't see yourself, right? We've probably all had that experience where we can see what that person needs. Why won't they just do it? Like I can see it for them. Why can't they see it? Right? Like having an outside perspective is so valuable. And so that's, you know, the advice I give to my clients is this is a process and it's going to take time. Like if you um, work with a person and you expect to have your life changed in one week, you're probably going to be disappointed. And you need to release that expectation on yourself as well, even if you're not working with someone. Journaling is a process. Talking these things out loud is a process. Coming to terms with your emotional self is a long process. I would even say a process of a lifetime, right? Reconciling the past is a long process. If you expect to be perfect overnight, if you expect to do it all in one night, you're not going to do it, right? Your brain's going to stop you because it's going to say there's too much and there is too much, right? So it's really just taking baby steps. And uh, I'll say one, one thing, even if you don't journal or voice memo, the first baby step that you could start with is whenever it pops into your mind. So you could set a routine, you could do it morning and night, or you could do it at lunchtime, but really anytime it pops into your mind, I want you to just stop and say, what am I feeling right now? What emotion am I feeling? And, and then say that out loud. I'm feeling good. Even if you just start with, I'm good or I'm bad. Okay. Let's go, you know, and a week from now you can say, I feel sad. Um, and then a week from then you can say, I feel depressed or you can say, I feel glad. And then I feel joy, right? Like there's a broad spectrum of emotions and they are not positive or negative. They are facilitating or debilitating. Any emotion can be, there, there's facilitating emotions and debilitating emotions. I just want to throw that out there because certain emotions get a bad rep. They have a negative connotation wrapped around them. And I want you to be able to, you know, start to realize that feeling emotions is not a bad thing. And like anger, anger is one of those that gets a bad rep. It's okay to feel anger. And the more you can start to recognize, no, I do, I feel angry right now. If you can put words to that, it will immediately allow you to show up in that anger in a way that you desire to show up rather than reacting from a place of anger in a way that you don't want to, if that makes sense. So that's my advice is just start to recognize what am I feeling right now and give it a word, put language to it, give it a name. Because when you give something a name, you give power to the situation, right? It's not power to the emotion. Like the emotion's not going to overrun you. You now have power over the emotion because you've given it a name. Yeah. Wow. That's really good. Wonderful. Well, for those um, who, I mean, loved what you had to say, where can we find more information about you, your life coaching, all your journaling, all of that good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So the best place right now is to just come to Instagram. I am go to Dakota on Instagram. 
Um, I do have a website. Currently it's go to brandgirl.com, but I am in the process of changing that as well over to go to dakota.com. So I just wanted to throw that disclaimer out there. Come find me on Instagram. That's a more stable path at the moment. Um, but yeah, I do. I have more information on my website as well, where you can learn about group coaching or one-on-one -on -one coaching, or just sign up for a free consultation. And then I can help you. I can guide you and direct you in the best direction, even if that's right back to Carrie as your confident mompreneur coach. So my, I have your best interest in heart at all times, and I will just desire to see you succeed in business and in life. And I will help you get there to my best of my abilities. And she is so good. Like I said, she has coached me and she's the best. I will always recommend her. So thank you so much, Dakota. Thank you, Kiri. I so appreciate it. Y'all, wasn't that just incredible? Thank you for being here with me today. And if you loved this episode, please leave us a review and share and tag us on all your socials. We'll see you next time.